Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to 254 of Geeked Out Radio. I'm back this week with... Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good. It's been a few weeks since you've been on. What have you been up to? been on a little bit of a podcast break, uh, so I've had a yep. bit more time to watch stuff, which is the whole point of having a break, so that you have more time for other things. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of those things, uh, one of which includes a VR game, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Cool. Which is, yeah, a VR Walking Dead game. It kind of is basically set in the world of The Walking Dead. There's no actual Walking Dead characters that sort of show up. Uh, all the characters that you come across are just kind of red shirts or they're part right. of like a named group that you have to go and either kill or help depending on what mission you're doing or whatever the situation is. Uh, there's a couple of people that you'll come across as well that are like completely on their own and they'll either ask you for bandages or ask you for bandages aggressively. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which means uh, you go up to the character, they'll point their gun at you, uh, put their hand out and say, hey, give me your bandages. So I pull my gun out and shoot them in the head. <laughs> that yeah. is the correct reaction. Yeah. In the apocalypse. Yeah. Unless you fire four bullets, miss them all, and then have to get your bow and arrow out and then shoot them in the head, which is <laughs> one thing that happened to me. But uh, it's it's pretty good. I'm playing this on PSVR, by the way, because that's the VR system course, I've got. Yeah. And uh, you essentially, you, you can't play it with the controller. You have to play with the move controllers. There's a lot of two-handed things, either handling um, like an axe, which is a two-handed weapon, or if you're holding things like a shotgun, or obviously with a bow and arrow, one to hold it, one to hold the arrow. And you also have to like reload with one hand while you hold the gun with the other hand those sorts of things so the gameplay of it is quite good I quite enjoy the sort of mechanics of that especially with some of the melee stuff as well because that was a lot lot more difficult for them to get a handle on the way that you're swinging weapons the way that you have to hit the zombies in the head but in a specific way you also sort of can't let's say you have a knife or something you try to force it in a zombie's head there's a certain way that you have to do it because the game actually tells you early on when you first try and do it it's like you're, you're stabbing the head sort of too aggressively or whatever you've got to right. do it a bit more sort of cleanly um, but the mechanic of that works pretty well you can have it to where basically if you've got like a little knife or you've got things like a screwdriver you can sort of grab the zombie's head with your left hand pull the head sort of closer towards you so that it's easier to stab and then sort of stab it with your right hand if that makes sense you you can do it like loosely but it's a lot lot more difficult so if you're sort of just swinging this knife at a zombie it's going to be a lot more difficult Uh, there's certain there's certain zombies uh, that got like stuff on them so if you sort of pull them in close and stab them it will sort of injure you or whatever there's also the really fun stuff of like obviously you've got the axe which is a different handheld kind of weapon you can swing that with one hand but it's definitely a lot better if you do it with two because it's more sturdy and everything Uh, with things like an axe or a nail bat so like a Lucille Negan-esque sort of weapon (laughs) um, with those you sort of got to time your swing and it seems to be easier if you do it sideways rather than a downward sort of strike but the the animations of like when you stab the zombie and the whole animation of that is done really well so I've quite enjoyed it it's been quite good Um, I've struggled a little bit I've had to sort of put it down for a little bit because I got uh, kind of frustrated. I basically just ran out of supplies. Um, so uh, I ran out annoying. of uh, ammo yeah. and I ran out of bandages and things like that. And uh, I got in a situation where a zombie grabbed me and bit me. And uh, you don't get like killed by that in the same way because usually, you know, in the TV show, if you get bitten on a vital part of your body, then you can't get rid of the uh, the injury or whatever. Yeah. With this, it's a bit more forgiving to where like if a zombie bites you, you sort of get sick, but not like infected and turned. It sort of does it to where right, okay. uh, your, your maximum health gets taken down and your character 
character will start coughing, which also attracts enemies and zombies. So you don't want to have to do yeah. that. So I got it to a situation where I was like surrounded. I ran out of stamina, I ran out of bullets, and I was yeah, I, I, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get killed. I managed to sort of get away, but uh, I got severely injured. And me- medicine's quite difficult to come across. The other thing that they do with supplies is when it gets to the nighttime and you have to go to sleep in your base, it goes to the next day. And I'm up to day ten. Now I'm up to the further and further you go along in the game without completing certain things there's more zombies and less supplies so basically the further you get into the game the more and more difficult it gets <laughs> so yeah I've gotten it to a sort of difficult point but um, nonetheless it's a really good game and in terms of like how you would make a first person zombie Walking Dead VR game it's pretty much what you'd want um, in that sort of way the movement's a little bit off here and there because you have to use sort of just the way you use certain buttons and turn around and that you can change some of them settings in certain ways but uh, no I'm, I'm uh, quite happy with what, with what they come out with here excellent have you seen any of that at all i haven't no um i need to go and update the playstation because i haven't played it in <laughs> so long so i need to set that up and i have got a vr headset as well but i i don't play with it anywhere near as much as i probably should to justify me buying it in the first place i need to go and start to play around with that a little bit more i think cool uh but yeah that's really good i've just had it got to a point where like, i was doing the same mission over and over again and i kept failing i was like okay i just need to step away yeah for a little yeah, bit. yeah. Kind of I have so, times like that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's been good. Uh, Dragon Prince on Netflix. I've watched. It's got three seasons. I've seen all three of them. It hasn't been renewed for a fourth season, as far as I know. But it needs a fourth season. Nice. Um, but uh, it's really, really good. It's a family-friendly kind of show about you know the Dragon Prince and this guy has to take this dragon back to his dad, Dragon, or however you want to sort of describe that. There's an elf assassin in there. There's um, this little prince as well. He sort of. Uh, I was going to say what happens to him, but that would have been a spoiler yes uh yeah there's some things that happen later on to him as well um it's just a good fun kind of what well, one thing i was going to say is if you're if you're disappointed with game of thrones which we understand a lot of people were <laughs> <laughs> uh i would recommend going and watching watching this show it's sort of like if you took game of thrones made it animated made it a lot more family friendly because of course game of thrones really isn't no not um, in the slightest. and then you sort of change the plot a little bit so instead of it being about okay who's going to get the iron throne which is what game of thrones was about and then the dragons stuff it's more about okay the journey to get this little dragon back to his big dad sort of dragon or whatever and the journey of that and the enemies that they come across so it's got similar stuff in there it's got that sort of sword fighting and you know knights and things like that 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 kind of game of thrones style of of stuff there's also some other dragons in the show as well so yeah it's it's similar to that in a way but you sort of change the plot make it family friendly and you make it animated as well so yeah one of the things i'd say is if you were disappointed with game of thrones that's a show i'd uh, recommend you to go and watch uh, have you seen any of that? I haven't. No, no, it's not one that I've watched at all. But it's it's on Netflix. I might give it a look. It's got, uh, I think, nine episodes in the first three seasons. Uh, nine episodes per season, what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, and they're about 20 minutes, half an hour. I think the season three finale is a little bit longer, but not too much longer. So it's a it's a quick show you can kind of get through. Um, and it's one I'd, I'd definitely recommend. The first season, I will say, is a bit different to the, to the other seasons. There's right. also a different animation style in the first season. They changed it in season two and three, and it did look a lot better i also feel like with season two there was an early point in season two where i was like okay this show's now sort of clicked with me a bit uh, and then the season three finale is quite emotional and really really good so uh that's cool. a show i definitely recommend as well uh betty the uh, hbo and sky comedy uh tv show i thought this was going to be a weekly release but i went on now tv on uh, on tuesday night and thought oh i'll check out this week's episode but the whole box set was actually on there so all six episodes are available it's one of those that they are releasing weekly on tv but they have dumped the whole lot onto Sky right. On Demand and their TV. So. Yeah, they do that quite a lot, don't they? Yeah, There's they do. If they've shows that they've got right, direct rights to or like a HBO show that's already aired or something like that, like they do it with Succession, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll drop the whole of that at once. I think they did that last time. Yeah, and they also do that with all their originals as well, don't they? Yeah. Most of the ones that I've seen. Uh, but yeah, Betty, the HBO Sky comedy TV show, it's about Betty. She's a skateboarder. She's got friends who also do skateboarding boarding there's this character that gets introduced in the first episode she's not really familiar with skateboarding but Betty sort of teaches her how to do it and they bond over that and stuff the one thing that didn't quite click with me with the show I thought there should have been a little bit more actual skateboarding maybe mm. it's used as a you little think? bit more of a background sort of thing in certain scenes it depends which episode and stuff you're in because there's, there's a few plots in the first season where it is directly more related to skateboarding and there's a few that are based on just other other stuff happening with more like character development and things like that but overall I'm, I'm impressed with the show 
I think it's uh, quite a good watch. It's only six episodes and they're about um, half an hour each as well. So uh, I thought that was a, a good, a good quick sort of watch or whatever. Um, production values there, some really good stuff, some good character moments and that. And um, yeah, so I thought that was good as well. So you nice. said you hadn't checked this out yet? No, it's not one. I don't know. It just didn't really appeal to me, but so I may go and watch it at some point when we start to really run out of TV shows <laughs> to, to watch. Once I've yeah. up, caught up on other things. Uh, Artemis Fowl, uh, as I've got written in the notes, bad switched off after 30 minutes. And this has been getting some really bad reviews like all over the place on, uh, I think it's Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like 12 or 13%, which Oof. is really, really low. It's sort of like, I, I started it. I was like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. You know, it's a new Disney film. I'll check it out. Looked at the runtime. It was an hour and a half. I got about half an hour in and I paused it. And I was like, wait, what's going on in this thing? Why is it? It's like not great. And then I looked at the time. I had another hour left. And I was like, no, I'm just going to go and watch something else. So I just sort of switched it off. It's very rare that I will actually just stop and turn off a movie entirely. Um, mm-hmm. I can only think of one occasion where I've actually watched half an hour of a movie and just found it so unbearable I turned it off and that's the Avengers not the ones that you're thinking of not the Marvel ones but there was a TV show called the Avengers and they made a film about it it's sort of based on an old 60s TV show this was pre all the MCU stuff and that coming out the movie version of that is so bad that I turned it off after about half an hour I just it's utterly unwatchable I just saw that there was an hour left I was like no I just want to do something different for, for an hour <laughs> so uh, yeah it's not one that I can I can recommend maybe kids will enjoy it or something I don't know you know it's on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus and you want something for your kids to watch and they haven't seen a decade's worth of other Disney films on there then uh, it might be alright but uh, I think there's there's other things that you could, you could maybe do so uh, there's that it's, it's interesting because if I if I'd have seen that in the cinema you know if things have been different and it had to come out in the cinema I probably would would have stayed there for the rest of the hour and yeah. then seen the whole thing but I have the option you know I'm at home I can just yes, go do it, turn it off and do yeah yeah so it's a, it's a different situation speaking of Disney Plus I uh, went to check out the High School Musical pilot I've only seen the first episode uh, I was in the mood for you know Zoe's playlist kind of finished we'll be talking about that in a little bit uh, and I, I just I still had a little bit of an itch for musical kind of thing and uh, I thought you know I, I enjoyed the, the three films when they came out the old uh, Zac Efron Vanessa Hudgens is yes. that her name yeah the, those films I quite enjoyed those when, when I was at high school and stuff. Uh, so I was actually at high school when High School Musical came out. So I'll, I'll jump in, check out the pilot. It was good. It was all right. Um, there's a few things obviously they could improve on. There's a few sort of teenage drama cliches, but you, you kind of expect that a little bit when you go into a family-friendly teenage musical sort of drama mm. TV show. But no, I thought it was all right as well. Uh, one change I didn't quite expect. I thought that when I started the show that they were going to have, because Zac Efron, I think he played Troy in the original films and that I thought that in this TV show they were going to because it's obviously a reboot and stuff I thought they were going to have somebody else play a rebooted version of Troy oh, but what's okay. actually what's actually yeah. happening in this is the high school musical films are the things that like inspire the musical in the TV show to sort of come back even yeah. to the point where the, the main male character in the show I can't remember his name he's watching the high school musical films on like a computer or whatever as like inspiration for the to the uh, auditions because the first episode is the auditions and I thought oh that's an interesting kind of change to where like the high school musical exists within the TV yeah. series. It's, yeah, it's sort of where the thing gets the ridiculous title from because its official full title is High School Musical, <laughs> the musical, the series. Yeah, and it's two uh, colons in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the stupidest title, but it does describe the show quite well because it is about a high school putting on a musical based on high school musical. <laughs> so yeah. it all gets very meta. Yeah, because I kind of, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that guy's probably Troy. He's like the main male character or whatever and then the main female character I was like oh she's probably the other one but uh, yeah. no it's a, it's a bit different so that was an interesting surprise so one other thing I wrote down in his notes here uh, better than Riverdale seasons 2, 3 and 4 <laughs> so, <laughs> well uh, yeah, yeah that's a low bar to cross though let's be honest right, yeah but in terms of teenage drama TV shows it's uh, certainly better than the, the muddled mess that Riverdale has become yes so, and the other thing I want to talk about is uh, some install stuff Last of Us 2 I've done the, the pre-install for that so that's ready to go it'll actually be Thursday at midnight so I'm uh, very very excited for that the embargo was lifted on, on Friday 12th of June there's been a bunch of spoiler for I reviews I saw those out some there. of the reviews out there have been astonishingly good I mean they're, yeah. they're all like 10 out of 10 reviews for it so yes I'm looking forward to that yeah that should be really good on uh, Thursday midnight uh, so I'm going to play a couple of hours and then try to sleep I 
suppose. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been really good. This uh, got I think a ninety-seven percent on uh, Metacritic. So uh, wow. yeah, that uh, looks like that's going to be really, really good. I've been very, very excited for that for, that for for a long, long time. Uh, speaking of installs, continuing the theme, I think um, here as well. Another Call of Duty update. This is for the start of season four. And this one took a day and a half for me to, <laughs> it's, me to install. It's like the year is twenty fifty-five. The world has turned to ash. <laughs> Call of Duty is still installing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's mainly because of Warzone. Warzone's really, really big on this game. It takes up, like, I think half of the space of the install. That's and it, like, if I if I could just not install that part of the game because I don't play Warzone, that's their sort of battle royale mode. Because I only play multiplayer on it, that would be a lot more helpful. But uh, yeah, Season 4 is out. They've got uh, one of the old maps from the Modern Warfare games, uh, Scrapyard, has, has come back. Again, not one of the best maps they could have chosen from, but not one of the worst ones either. I think it's a few changes they could probably make as well like there's certain perks from the old games that aren't in these ones they could put in perks is like these little upgrade things you yeah. kind of get like faster reloading more damage and, and and things like that so they could do with adding more to the game i suppose in terms of like the in-game stuff but uh yeah again it's been fun i did manage to get back onto it thursday afternoon and that and uh that was good, good. that's uh, the stuff i've been up to for me gaming wise i've mentioned the last few weeks i've been utterly obsessed with satisfactory I now have got that to a point where I was sort of expanding everything. There was no new tech or stuff to unlock on the tech tree. So I just sort of got to a place where I'm thinking, actually, I'm going to walk away from this for a bit. It is technically still in development. So it's one of those games that I might give it like six months or so and let them run some more updates and then come back to it and uh, play it a bit more. I do really enjoy that game. It has just been released on Steam as well. So uh, it had been restricted to the Epic Game Store up until now and uh, it's now got a Steam release so it's up there if you like those sort of building games and the logic puzzle stuff because there's a certain amount of kind of working out how you fit all the production chains together and that sort of thing it's really really fun though it's such a fun game and I like games that aren't getting you kind of shot at every five minutes you know something that's a little bit different and I, that's what I love about Satisfactory so I've been playing that now that I've done most of the stuff I can do in Satisfactory, I've had to play around with some other games. One called Surviving the Aftermath, which is a city builder as well. It's set in apocalyptic world where there's been some nuclear explosion and the world has basically been decimated. So you're building your own little town, very much if you've played anything like Tropico or Surviving Mars. It has very much a feel of Surviving Mars to it. And whether it's maybe the same people it's certainly the development umbrella they're under is the same guys that did surviving mars paradox and i do love paradox games and uh surviving the aftermath is a pretty good start it might not be early access but they are still running updates at the moment as well so there's there's kind of new things they're releasing every so often for it i had a good few hours of fun playing through that i might have done i don't know 15 20 hours in that and then again i've kind of hit a point where there's just not a lot more to explore so i put that down for a bit and i'm playing through with anon 1800 which if you've not played any of the anon games they are real-time strategy and sort of city building mixed together which are two of my favorite genres so i've been really enjoying playing that that's what i've been doing gaming wise alex Ryder on tv i'm still working my way through i'm sort of surprised how much i like that series yeah, um, it's good it is yeah. it's really good i think the, one of the reasons that it plays really well is the first series is based on the um book point blank which is the second book in the series what they did was they took elements out of the first book which was called stormbreaker which introduces obviously Alex and gets him involved as being a super spy. What they did is they weaved the kind of premise of how Alex becomes a spy into the start of the second book for the TV show. And I actually think that the changes that they've made make more sense than they did with Stormbreaker in the novel. Because what they used in the Stormbreaker novel, Stormbreaker was about this, this sort of computer system which was going to cause all sorts of havoc and it was supposed to be going into all secondary schools and they recruit alex 
as a kid who won a prize to be the first person to use this new computer system. So it was always a little bit tenuous setting that up. In the second book, Point Blank is about this very, very exclusive school, which has very few students and is heavily mysterious and very locked down. And they need a kid to go into the school and pose as being a uh, rich pupil so he can do some investigating and see what the school is about think that as a premise actually works better because there is literally no other way they could do it other than getting Alex in as one of the kids because the teachers are also heavily vetted so there was kind of no other way you could potentially have done it other than use a kid for it so I think logically it actually makes a lot more sense with the changes they've made with that it's also the show is very much played as a drama and not a young adult drama it's sort of a drama thriller that happens to have a kid in the lead role more than anything else but it's aimed at a much more broader audience than it just being a sort of young adult thing which i rather like and uh, it's very well done it's nicely put together i think it's a really good adaptation i think they've done a stunning job with it I've still got a couple of episodes left but uh, i'm finding myself kind of going back and watching an episode a night I'm, I'm really enjoying it though not one that you've caught yet no i haven't had a chance to get around to it it's only recently came out didn't it uh, Alex last Rider. week or the week before I think yeah so it's not been yeah, out that long kind of recently yeah it's it's something I've I've browsed past I suppose but it's it's one that's interesting who is it that said I think Grace said to me as well or he said on Twitter that it's been quite good as well mm. so uh, yeah both, both of you said it's been quite good and I've seen some odd reviews here and there that said it's been good so it, it has my interest I just haven't pressed play yet yeah definitely want to go and watch though the other thing which is all up on iPlayer right now is staged this this is the show we talked about a couple of months ago originally when it was announced, which stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen. And it's a comedy about the cast of a stage show who are trying to rehearse via video chat during lockdown. It's all filmed at the actual houses of Michael Sheen and David Tennant. It includes David Tennant's wife and <laughs> Michael's partner as well in it. They're only 15 minute episodes long and there are only six of them. So it's very, very easy to watch through the whole thing. I mean, it's basically the length yeah, of the sure, movie. Yeah. It is possibly one of the funniest comedies I've seen all year. It is just <laughs> hilarious. David Tennant and Michael Sheen are both playing versions of themselves obviously they're quite heightened versions in the same way that you get with the trip you've got the two lead actors are playing these kind of versions of themselves in it i suspect a lot of the dialogue between Tennant and sheen is ad-libbed i think they probably had some points they wanted to get into but just the way they bounce off each other is so beautiful and i know you've talked before about the fact that you could easily watch these two just kind of sit down and chat and that's basically you get an awful lot of that this so i think this is a show you will absolutely love if you haven't seen it yet yeah somehow i did actually forget that it came out and then when you sent me these notes i was like oh yeah that stage thing came out so i'll have to go i'll probably watch that today since you said it's quite short yeah uh, but I'm, I'm still really really looking forward to it that's happened to me a couple of times recently a, a season of a show i guess because there's just so much tv that comes out sometimes uh things just sort of yes. slip away or you forget i, I do it as to, well i do yeah. I, I, you know i run a site that tracks things and i do it as well so <laughs> right yeah, but uh, it's one I'm definitely looking forward to uh, going and checking out. And hey, sometimes short and sweet is uh, is the way to go. I've said that before about uh, other other things as well. Uh, and it certainly sounds like that from, uh, from what you're saying. Yeah, so. I think it's just perfect in length. It actually is paced very well. Just the conversations between the pair of them and the, the whole situation just really made me laugh. And it is just wonderfully put together. So I really, really recommend that. And that's staged <laughs> and it's uh, the whole thing is on iPlayer if you want to go and watch that. For those of you that maybe haven't seen it or, and, and still like these two, uh, go and watch uh, Good Omens as well, which I think yes. is on iPlayer and on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah, there are some great surprise cameos in that series as well. Just random mm. people that pop up, here, which are really funny. The other thing I watched was the rest of Survive on Quibi. One of the main reasons I've actually watched this, this is something that I first watched because I interviewed, I think it was the composer for it. It stars Sophie Turner as Jane and Corey Hawkins 
Jenkins as Paul, who are the only survivors of this plane crash that isolates them on a remote snow-covered mountain. Quibi, of course, is designed with episodes that are anything from sort of five to ten minutes, so they're not very long. Again, the entire season is essentially the length of a short movie, so it's fairly easy to go and binge through an entire season in one sitting. One of the reasons that I went back to it, because I had got to the point where I was just kind of thinking I need to make sure that doesn't renew, but one of the things that Mm -hmm. made me go back to it was the fact that they have now added the option for you to cast it to a TV screen, which they were adamant they weren't going to do, and I think they realised they had an awful loss of complaints about people saying, well, why have you blocked that feature? So uh, you can now set it up so it casts your TV if you've got something on the TV to receive it at the other end, such as a Chromecast or an Apple TV, because those seem to be the only two things that it will actually work with is the the built-in casting systems, not if you've got other ways of casting stuff. It only seems to work with uh, Apple TV and Chromecast so far. But um, the show itself, I think is is well acted. I think it's a really lovely series. Um, lovely is probably the wrong word if you're talking about a flight crasher with that. Yeah. So, but um, it's, it's a really <laughs> nicely put together series. I really like Corey Hawkins in this. It's nice to see him back on screen because we haven't seen him really on screen since uh, yeah, 24 Yeah, because he, he ran away off from Walking Dead yeah, and uh, so, 24 Legacy isn't on anymore. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it's nice yeah. to see him back doing something. Maybe I, this yeah. is where I ran to. Maybe this, well, I think he does yeah. some stage work in between or something, but uh, yeah. yeah. So um, so it's nice to see him back. We'll have to see whether he pops up from Walking Dead again at some point. Yeah, I've, I've seen this show as well. I did actually watch it all on my phone, which was a different experience, I suppose. Yes. Uh, a smaller experience. But then after a couple of episodes, I sort of got used to it a little bit. Hmm. I'm subscribed to it as well. I'm not sure when my thing renews, because uh, I think we probably got that trial around the same time, didn't we? That, yeah, I um, think so. The, the free trial. I'm just waiting for them to add uh, Fugitive now, the Kiefer Sutherland show. Yes, so. that's the next thing, big thing on Quibi I'll probably watch, is the, the Fugitive when that comes out, which is Kiefer Sutherland plays the FBI guy, doesn't he, I think, in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much looking forward to that. Still find it a very odd idea for a platform, um, but I'm glad they've added the cast to TV stuff now, because it means I might actually sit down and use it properly. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I, can't, I haven't got a device that I can cast it to, so I'm just watching on my phone still yeah because nice. um, i've got ps4 xbox and uh roku box and neither of them have that so that's annoying speaking of ps4 the uh, ps5 mm, of course yeah. launched this week so um i mean it was interesting watching the launch video because it, it was very much like the presentation usually is except it was obviously all pre-recorded so there weren't any gaffes or anything like that and uh, it's obviously not done in front of an audience that was them in front of a green screen to do it um, but it's, it's not massively different to what you would usually see when they uh, do those launch videos and shove yeah, them up. Like trailers, people talking, yeah. that sort of thing. Tra- trailers, yeah. people talking about their games, that sort of stuff. And of course, they revealed the console itself for the first time as well. What do you think of the console? Weird is the first word that popped into my head when uh, they first showed it, because uh, they did it with this blue stuff and all that, and then uh, yeah. it revealed itself slowly. Uh, I think the controller looks good. We've known what the controller looks like for well, about yeah, a month yeah. now, I want to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the DualSense controller. But yeah, I'm just not sure about the the shape of it and the sort of the white sort of plates on it and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, when, when I like first sort of saw it, weird was the word that uh, popped into my mind. Um, I'll, I'll probably get used to it eventually. You know, once I get the thing and use it for a certain period of time, I'll probably get used to it. It's interesting how the digital version is designed because it's almost like they're able to slim it down even more because well, you yeah, don't have the, the, the disc thing there. Yeah, because so. it's coming in two different versions versions one that doesn't have the disk drive on it and one that does so there's like a digital version which is designed so you can just download the games and then the other version which has the disk on it my favorite example of how people have been taking the mickey out of it because there's been all sorts of like memes going around but one of my favorite ones was somebody posted the a wally picture from the disney pixar thing with wally and eve on it and like over eve it's got written playstation and over wally it's got written xbox <laughs> 
Because <laughs> um, there are a lot of similarities between because Eve was sort of all white and blue, and of course that's the color of the uh, the new um, PlayStation Five. I thought that was quite funny. What do you think of it? Looks wise, I actually quite like it. I think it's a nice sleek design to it. It works up bright, and if you turn it on its side, like all PlayStation consoles do, or certainly all of the later ones, anyway. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with the look of it. I know it's whenever they bring out a console, there's always going to be somebody who complains. But I mean, I the fact is what the box looks like is rather less important than how powerful it is and what yeah, you can play yeah. it. So, if, it uh, if it functions well it plays your games that's all that matters at the end of the day absolutely but, uh, as long as you can fit it in your entertainment setup or whatever that's uh, all that matters so it does look a little bit big obviously we've only seen it in, in video form and yeah, so, we I mean, it in front of us it's difficult so. to tell yeah mm-hmm. um, but no I, I thought it looked really good in terms of the games I mean it really felt like they were trolling when they launched the game section of that PS5 launch with Grand Theft Auto 5 an enhanced version which is coming to the PS5 and of course one of the things that everybody's been waiting for is for them to announce Grand Theft Auto 6 which I think is probably going to be a few years off anyway but there yeah. was it, it, when they launched it and it was sort of a Grand Theft Auto thing I think everybody thought oh my god they are actually going to launch Grand Theft Auto 6 they're just starting off with little bits of GTA 5 and no it's just an enhanced version mm-hmm. of GTA 5 so. Which, to be fair, you know, it's one of the most successful games of, of all time. It's mm. on the MPD sales like every month or every week or whatever. So it, it, it's obvious that they wanted to do this because then people that have people that actively play GTA Online are going to want to buy yeah. the PS5 version and, and carry on playing the, the the same game but an enhanced one. So it makes sense as to why they did it. But you know, when you start off with a reveal of a next gen console and there's a potential for the next of that game series to pop up, you sort of think for a split second, oh, it might be that when you see the rockstar logo but uh, no it's probably i i think gta 6 at the earliest will be at the end of the ps5's life cycle possibly. Um, maybe i it could be somewhere in the middle i think i mean mm-hmm. we think the game's probably still a couple of years off but we'll have to see i mean it has been a long time since we've had a new gta game and they just i mean they're happily mining the current gta 5 for all it's worth with the uh, gta online so mm-hmm. i mean plus people are still actively buying in the game as well. So, well, yeah, and yeah. actually, I mean, some people are actively buying the game, although you can usually find so many stupid deals on it. I mean, they gave it away for free on the Epic Game Store a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. I was like, hasn't everybody already got a copy of this at this point? <laughs> it's a bit like Minecraft. Minecraft's like that as well. Yeah, it's, everybody uh, has a version every of Minecraft. Month. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it, someone described it as Rockstar's Skyrim, basically, because it, it pops, of, a, yeah, it pops up of. on, like, a version of it pops up on every single platform in every variation so uh, yeah I think I've been I, an enhanced version of that okay fine whatever I might go and play through it again I'm not sure whether it's coming for free on PlayStation 5 or I can't remember what they actually said maybe one that I go and get cause... oh I think it's there's some version you get with PlayStation Plus that's what I, I right, think I remember okay. them saying yeah so yeah I'm, I might go and play through an enhanced version of that why not that's something to look out for I guess if you're into GTA um the other games that stood out for me because there was a whole load that they announced uh, it's obviously the Spider-Man game which is Spider-Man Miles Morales now there seems to be a little bit confusion about this because it's it's not entirely a sequel it's a sort of 1.5 game not a Spider-Man 2 game because it's it's Miles Morales I mean it, it is a full game it's not an expansion to the original Spider-Man but obviously you're playing Miles rather than playing Peter Parker in it so there's that it seems to be a sort of a you know, stepping stone to getting to what they will probably refer to as Spider-Man 2 so it may be a little bit smaller than the original Spider-Man game as well by the sounds of it I think this is supposed to be like uh, you know like the Uncharted Lost Legacy or uh... Uh, infamous I think it's called First Light it's, it's sort of supposed to be that to Spider-Man so it is a full game but it's a, a smaller sort of spin-off-ish kind of game Still, be, it'll still be set in the same world whether or not you'll see Peter Parker in there I, I couldn't tell you but uh, it sort of seems well. yeah, it's, it's, it's the game that's going to be probably in between Spider-Man 1 and 2 I guess they'll probably be at the end of this Miles Morales saying some sort of teaser for, for yeah. Spider-Man 2 like maybe a villain shows up or I don't know something happens yeah that's been released some point at the end of the year they're saying holiday 2020 
2020 for that. So I'm guessing that's probably a launch title then. Yeah, I, I suspect that is probably going to be one of the things they package with the PS5 launch because that was certainly the biggest game in there out of everything they announced. There are a few other things. Oddworld Soulstorm, which caught my eye. Um, purely I'm really looking because, forward to that. I mean, yeah. I love the Oddworld games, but that one particular, I mean, it looks spectacular. The uh, It is essentially still a sideways platforming thing by the looks of things. Yeah. But the way they've done the side platforming stuff, it just, I mean, graphically, it just looks immense. It's really, really complex and beautifully done. A bit of information about this. When they did, because this is supposed to be a remake of the second game, which I think was called Exodus. Right. When they went to develop Exodus, uh, I think Lauren Lanning is the guy's name. The team was restricted to where they had to make uh, Exodus in, I think it was nine months. And he sort of said in, in interviews that I've seen, when they went to make that sequel, the Exodus game, they had this like bigger vision for the game and stuff. And essentially this Soulstorm game is going to be what they originally envisioned because now they're not restricted to a nine month development cycle because they've obviously been developing this for a few years already. It's sort of supposed to be like that, but even more is is some of the words that he's kind of said. So it's good that they finally get to, you know, after, I don't know, 20 something years, they finally get to do this, this yeah. full, more sort of full version of the game that they weren't able to do the first time. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like as well because I'm a big fan of those games. Yeah, so that's one that I will be looking out for. Uh, there's a new Ratchet and Clank game called Rift Apart, which Love looks, Ratchet and Clank. Yes, just yeah. great. Good, good platformer again. So uh, I, that's another one I'm quite interested in. And they officially announced Hitman 3 as well, which if you uh, heard on the Behind the Scenes podcast, we interviewed David Bateson a few weeks ago, who's a lovely, lovely guy. He's the voice of Agent 47. And uh, he's wonderful. I've interviewed him a couple of times. I really enjoy chatting with him. And he heavily, heavily hinted in that interview that this was coming. So it wasn't a great shock when they announced it. But uh, yeah, I mean, more Hitman games are always worthwhile because they're such fun games to play. Yeah, I like those a lot. Anything particular stick out for you? Horizon 2, that looks really good. You're able to go underwater seemingly this time because I don't mm. remember doing that in the first game. Right. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're going with some more um, woods type of areas where some of the, the robots are like blending in a bit more. And the other character from, from the first game is returning. He looks like he's doing some interesting things with, with some of the other robots. We shall see what that's about. But uh, yeah, I think that's one of PS4's best games as well. So I'm, I'm looking... We, we, we pretty much knew that Horizon 2 was a, was a given, but uh, you know, it still doesn't take away from, from seeing it announced. I thought mm-hmm. that was good as well. Uh, yeah, Ratchet & Clank, like you like you said, uh, with them doing all this like dimension sort of Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange-esque sort of stuff yeah. might be, might be kind of good because it looks like they're going into different worlds quite constantly. Yeah. And then they seemingly get split up and there's a new character that gets introduced. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Ratchet & Clank on the PS2, that's sort of part of my, the later part of my childhood. So I never properly got to play those. I did play the uh, 2016 remastered game on the PS4. So I did want to play two and three as well, but this looks like it's going to be a new game. But more Ratchet to me is, is great. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. So yeah. uh, Resident Evil 8 doesn't doesn't do anything for me. I really prefer what they did with uh, some of the older games with with two and three and that, like with those remakes. Because I'm just, I'm just not really into the whole first person side of uh, what they tried to do with seven Resident Evil. And that, right, they, yeah. this looks like that's going to be a continuation. So uh, that mm. one didn't really do it for me. But yeah, there's a, there's a good few games in there that I'm, I'm quite interested in. Yeah, I think also notably missing from the lineup, no God of War 2. Which I, I think, think is a little bit early for that. Some possibly. people yeah. were expecting might show up. Uh, no new Call of Duty either. That was a big surprise. Yeah. Um, that one was missing. Obviously, gone. I know that uh, Activision, who owns the IP as well as Crash Bandicoot, they are part of the uh, the Summer Games Fest that's been happening. So is Warner Brothers as well. So that's where the, the new Matt, right. Batman game might possibly pop up. Yeah. So I think Activision and Warner Brothers, who own those games, are planning to do something on their own at some point. Pro- probably still June, July-ish, maybe. It mm. could be like next week, who knows, or it could be this week. But yeah, I think that's possibly why they were they were missing. So no Call of Duty, uh, no Crash Bandicoot, yeah. And Batman, as you mentioned, I think there is certainly rumours there is a new Batman game in development, so that should hopefully get announced there's talk of a new harry potter game which has been floating around and there's been leaks and stuff for a while so yeah, there was uh, that footage leak last year wasn't there yeah so oh, it, it, that apparently is still in development although i know jk rowling got herself in hot water recently over some comments she made so yeah that that's not going to have done the brand much good uh so uh, we'll we'll see but uh, yes that apparently is still working and mm-hmm. um nothing from bethesda either a new any announcement about like starfield which is their their 
their new IP or Elder Scrolls or Fallout or any of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a shame. I would like to get a bit of an update from Bethesda about some stuff. Anything stick out for you in terms of things that weren't there? Well, like we said, Batman, we're looking forward to that new Crash Bandicoot, which is apparently going to be a Mario 64-esque type of game, which is a bit different from your, mm. your, your normal okay. Crash Bandicoot games. I'd obviously be very, very excited for that. I was kind of like half expecting Batman and Crash to be there, but then I sort of realized, like, oh, if they're going to do their own thing at some point, that would make sense. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, new Call of Duty is supposed to be a Cold War game. I don't know if I'll be interested in in that. I know I've obviously said I, I played a lot of the Call of Duty, but that's because this is the Modern Warfare game that I'm playing mm. at the moment. And, yeah. and I prefer that a lot, lot more. So we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, just look out throughout the, the rest of the summer, this uh, Games Fest, which I think is being done by uh, Jeff Keighley, the guy that hosts the Game Awards. It's sort of a Twitter, YouTube kind of kind of event. Right. Okay. Um, so they might pop up at some point. Well, we'll keep an eye out for more events as they come up. But uh, overall, I thought the PS5 launch went pretty well. So uh, yeah, definitely one to look out for. So that's all the uh, pre-news we've got for you this week. Let's go on to the TV and film news. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In TV and film news, we kick off with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. And uh, one very big renewal that me and Matt are both very, very, very happy about is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist got picked up for a second season. Given that that could have gone either way, although the numbers actually had it as being quite likely to be renewed, I'm over the moon that this has got picked up again. If you've listened to any of the other shows, you know how much we absolutely adore this series. Yeah, because this, this was posted uh, a few hours after the PlayStation event. So it was a, uh, it was quite a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah quite a Thursday night. And uh, I'd been very vocal on Twitter about uh, how happy I was about uh, Zoe being renewed for season two. And yeah, I was just scrolling through like PlayStation 5 reactions, seeing what people think. And then I came across uh, Alan Seppenmore and he was like, hey, Zoe's been uh, renewed for season two. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it sort of uh, kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, I was very, very, very happy about that. One of the best shows of this year, one of the best shows on TV, I think. Um, very, very happy it's got a season two. Be interesting to see where they go considering some of the stuff that happened at the end of the first season yes. uh, and see how they sort of move on from those sorts of things. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, very, very, very happy about this. It's, it's interesting. If you'd have told me a year ago that I'd be getting this emotional and this happy over a network TV musical <laughs> being yeah. renewed, I would have wondered what was going on. But uh, it's certainly a, a TV show that's got me a little bit more into musicals, hence me seeking out the uh, High School Musical TV series and, and that sort of stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, just, just the way they integrate the music with the scenes and the dialogue it's not just like hey let's just sing a song it's so tied into the emotion and everything in the show and uh, the characters are brilliant the story is brilliant it's really really well written and uh, just giving it a bunch of praise as, as much yeah. as I can so uh, very happy to have it back probably next year we'll see exactly what happens I, uh, with yeah, uh, things that most, are going on most so, likely be yeah. next year I love the series it's weird it's hilariously funny and it's also beautiful and heartbreaking quite often all at the same time which is <laughs> a phenomenal way of putting together a show it's just so brilliant and uh, season one at the moment is up on all four until the 19th of june apparently then they're going to have to remove it because of the licensing for it so it's it's only going to be up for another couple of days so if you're listening to this show after that sorry but um yeah hopefully i, I will be available to buy or, or get online somewhere else we'll have to see but it is well worth going to see the first season if you haven't seen it if you can binge through it in a few days definitely go and watch it's just superb so uh, that is out and we're both very very happy that's been renewed um cancellations lincoln rhyme hunt for the bone collector has been cancelled after one season i can't say i'm hugely surprised about this i mean 
it's it's difficult, I think, to put a show together like that. And it, despite the fact it had quite an interesting premise to start off with, of of having the sort of mastermind being the person that is uh, stuck in bed at home because of the incident which has stopped him being able to move, and he has this sort of young rocky cop that's out on the street acting as his eyes and ears for him. It is sort of an interesting premise, and it made for a decent book and a decent movie. I I think the problem is it kind of turns into a fairly generic police procedural and loses a lot of its uniqueness. I think that's been part of the problem when they turned it into a series. It's not been doing particularly well in the ratings in the US. It just There are better procedurals out there and I just don't think the hook works quite as well. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah, as we've discussed before, if you want a good uh, police procedural, at least from ones that I've watched and stuff, uh, go and check out 911 on, yeah. uh, on Sky. That's a really, really good show. Plus there's a good amount of scenes and stuff so that's what i'd recommend yeah definitely if you want a decent procedural 911 from a cop side he's, he's definitely worth watching they've also cancelled uh perfect harmony which never aired over here that was the bradley whitfield series with uh, him starring as a a choir master and leading this choir obviously not seen any of it because it's not aired over here but I, I think when they announced that well i was i think we looked at it and said i don't think that's going to make it past the first season because i don't think it'll connect with a, a American audience I think it probably would have done an awful lot better actually if they'd sold it over here rather than the US but um, yeah it's, that's a real shame and uh, Harlots which I think started as an ITV show and then got picked up in America or certainly ran on ITV Encore over here when we still had that channel and uh, it's actually a Hulu series in the US and then Stars Play ended up picking it up from the third season but uh, in the UK but uh, that is now gone i've just remembered what show this is actually because i didn't recognize it when uh i was looking at this list but now that you've reminded me of what it is yeah i've, I've heard of this show yes uh, there's, a, there's a podcast group that i follow um bold move they were covering it for its oh, right. second season i thought oh where i didn't know where the show was or anything i didn't really know much about it I found it on stars play but uh yeah interesting that that's been cancelled not entirely sure on the reasoning for not bringing it back i'm assuming it's money related but uh yeah that's not being picked up again one thing that has been picked up which is is been around for what two seasons i think in the u.s now at least two yeah yeah Yeah. cw show called roswell new mexico which is based on the roswell high books uh it's the second series to have been based on those Roswell high books there was one that ran i think in the late 90s early 2000s there was a a one that ran for i think it was five seasons something like that but uh this is a, a new version of that that's been picked up by itv2 and that is starting on monday the 22nd of june at 8 p.m on ITV2 so I think I might check that out that looks like it could be quite fun I'll give that a look yeah it's one that's that, that could be interesting uh, speaking of ITV yeah they haven't brought uh, Superstore back for its, its no. second half of season 5 yet which no, is because I, I went on there I thought I would, I'll check ITV and then they had some episodes I looked up what ones they were uh, but they were for season 4 they've run half of season 5 so far so yeah. maybe I think they maybe they'll start repeating the first half of season 5 I would think and then probably run into the second half at some point but Mm -hmm. um, yeah we'll have to wait and see when they bring all that back in terms of bigger news stories uh, we're arrowversing again Um, not Batwoman this time although there is a little bit of Batwoman news coming into this but uh, (laughs) isn't there yes uh, there there is the big story was that they have fired Hartley Sawyer from The Flash after somebody dug up some racist and misogynistic tweets off him which I think his Twitter account had already been deleted at that point but somebody had obviously screened grabbed them beforehand and there was a bunch of I mean there were it was one of those situations where he he clearly he meant a lot of them as jokes and some of them people have taken offense at having read through a number of them some of them I think were definitely meant as jokes and I think just people took them the wrong way but some of them were very very badly judged and just dark or wrong or, or out and out racist or I mean they they really were for God's sake, if you're in the public eye, particularly if you're an actor, I know you want to do things online to get yourself noticed, but don't do that. <laughs> that, yeah. that That's going to come back and haunt you. I mean... So, yeah, they were all, all the tweets were from before he joined The Flash as Ralph Dibney. They've been circling around online for a while. Uh, they eventually decided to terminate him. Hartley Sawyer will not be returning for the seventh season of 
the flash in regards to Mr. Sawyer's post on social media. We do not tolerate derogatory remarks at any target race, ethnicity, national origin, gender, or sexual orientation. Such remarks are the antithesis to our values and policies. We strive to evolve and promote a safe, inclusive, productive environment for our workforce. Yeah, so no more elongated man, or certainly not with that face. I mean, that's the the other possibility is what do they do now? Are they going to completely remove elongated man as a character? Or given that he has the ability to change his face anyway, could they manufacture something where Ralph's just changed his physical appearance? You could either do that or you could like, because obviously they're all uh, prime now or whatever, you could just have him either get exited or, or killed or whatever the situation and then just bring another one in or something. Mm. Like one that used to be on a different earth. And then, yeah. they're, all, they're all on the same earth now, aren't they? So I guess you could you could probably do that as well. But uh, I don't know. It's cause, tricky. Cause then, it, then it would maybe feel like an even more fresh start. Because if maybe they had some stuff for uh, Ralph Wolf, Elongated Man, if they still want to sort of do that, I suppose, you could write out that character, but then bring in another one from, from a different Earth and then have that character just do it. With Batwoman, obviously that's the other big person that's leaving this time around. I think there's a few legends going as well on top of the legends that we already lost, but I, I don't want to get into that because we're behind on legends and I don't want to spoil anything from the upcoming episodes. There has been rumours flying around that they're going to kill off Batwoman. Caroline Dry came out with a whole statement about the fact that we're not going to kill off that despite what rumours are saying the character of Kate Kane will live on in the Arrowverse presumably that means that they can bring her back at some point just for cameo bits and pieces they are going to establish this entirely new character as Batwoman um, although we don't know exactly who this new character is because it's not a comic book character or certainly the name is not a comic book name that they used in the casting post but that may just be a placeholder name to hide the identity so so we'll have to wait and see on that. But they are definitely not killing off the character of Kate Kane. She's going mm-hmm. to disappear for the second season. And that will be part of the mystery of that arc of that second season. Yeah, in terms of Hartley Sawyer himself, I saw the tweets that were posted as well. Obviously, nothing will be repeated here. But yeah, they were they were really, really bad. Some of them were worse than others, but they were all pretty terrible tweets, I thought. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, rightly fired. You know, I think it's, you know, he's also a... If they do need to completely get rid of the character, character uh, and not do kind of what I, what I said a minute ago you could probably write him out and still be okay you've still got you know all the other main characters yeah. still in the show and stuff so you could probably be fine with that um but yeah he he needed to be fired for for what he said and things like that yeah. and uh, I think they've made the, the right decision um in terms of the uh, Kate Kane stuff I don't really understand why that's such a problem I, I don't really know why you can't just recast Kate Kane and just have a different actress yeah, well, I, show up I'm, I'm kind of with you on that given that there is is no character in the comic book to base it off because Kate Kane's the only person that's ever been Batman in the comic books so mm-hmm. it's, it's a more difficult one to switch out there but I don't know it changes things up a bit we'll have to see how it goes yeah you could just yeah recast her bring Kate Kane back have the same story and relationships and characters yeah. and just kind of keep going I, mean, I, so. I don't know I to be honest I think shaking that series up is probably not a bad move because I, I find true. it a little bit difficult trudging through that series I'm still watching it but I, I'm not enjoying it all that much and it, it'll be interesting to see as well given the uh, Alice Beth thing that's, that's going on and the, and the sister rivalry thing there how they're going to go forward with that as well because it was a, that was a really big part of the show as well and if Kate Kane's going to be at least off screen for the most part or leave the, the series and have cameos whoever you're going to have come in play the, the new Batwoman or whatever um, what that's going to mean for the Alice Beth character as well because that was obviously a big part of the show. So mm. lots of interesting stuff that they need to sort out. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you in a way as well. It could maybe do with a bit of shake-up and potentially changing the lead could possibly do that as well. So we'll see. But they've they've got some options. Yeah. I mean, the other person I feel very sorry for actually in this whole thing is um, Natalie Dreyfus, who played Sue Dearborn on The Flash because her plotline is intrinsically tied up with Ralph because in the comic books they end up marrying becoming husband and wife so I do feel really sorry for her if they don't decide to recast Ralph as a new actor because it means she's basically lost her job as well quite probably because it's, mm-hmm. her, her storyline is so intrinsically lined up with Ralph's I mean they might find a way round 
it, but it's really unfortunate that for you know particularly for her it, again either you either you rewrite the the thing or whatever or you just i don't know give the character something else to do and keep her in the show it, yeah. it, it all depends what they decide to do so yeah, yeah but nonetheless yeah. the cw arrival shows are gonna have some changes yes yeah i mean ever evolving ever changing it's just a couple of them have been quite unexpected this season you know we mm-hmm. expect it on some shows but yes they, the, those have been and, and they still haven't picked up the uh arrow spin-off i keep forgetting no, the name of it no uh, the the green arrow and the canaries spin off. Yeah. Uh, no, that's still very much in contention, but they haven't decided whether they're going to pick it up yet. But I guess there's no rush for that because chances are, if they do pick it up, it's not going to wear until at least probably the yeah. middle of yeah. next year. So uh, we'll we'll have to see. That may still get picked up. We don't know yet. Um, moving away from the Arrowverse, Amazon is developing a live action series based on the adaptation of the Promised Land manga series, which isn't anything I particularly know well, but uh, it follows the story of the children of Gracefield House Orphanage. Emma, Norman and Ray are the brightest kids at the orphanage and under the care of a woman they refer to as Mom. They have enjoyed a comfortable life, good food, clean clothes and the perfect environment to learn. While the daily struggles and exams they have to take are tough, their loving caretaker provides them with delicious food and plenty of playtime so what more can an orphan ask for except for the fact that when Emma and Norman decide to break the rules that say they are never allowed to leave the grounds they uncover a dark truth on the outside that they have been forbidden from seeing and now the truth is discovered they must begin to plan an escape and save the other children so clearly there's something nefarious going on at the orphanage but um, it's based on a uh, relatively recent manga series uh, which was launched in 20. 16 sold over 20 million copies and still running today there was an anime series as well which i think was released last year but this will be a live action version it's been developed by rodney rothman who was the writer and director of into the spider-verse which was a great great film and hmm. uh, masai oka who is a name you might not recognize but he played hero in heroes and was max on hawaii 50 if you think that's a bit random that like the, <laughs> this actor is getting involved. Uh, he also did produce the Death Note film for Netflix. He's got licenses to Mega Man and Attack on Titan, which is also working on either as films or series. So um, there, there are those in various different stages of development. And Masayoka is an amazing guy, actually. The, he was he was a visual effects artist when he took the decision to become an actor as well. He actually worked on all three of the Star Wars prequels, and when he was filming started filming heroes he was actually going back and still doing visual effects work on star wars at the same time uh, Mm. because he was in the middle of doing it and he didn't want to leave it on somebody else's desk so he was jumping backwards and forwards that that i think he's sounds quite interesting um i mean you know it's uh, obviously set around this orphanage i think it could make for a quite interesting more general series even though it's based on a manga series i i think it could have broader appeal than that as a live action show yeah it's not one that i've i've heard of either but there's some good names attached here um which is always is always a good thing i'll see what it's like when it comes out you know it's coming to amazon and uh, that's obviously available over here it's not one that i can really judge off of stuff that i know because i don't know anything about it but uh, you know if it's even if it doesn't grab me if it if it grabs the fans of the of the, the manga yeah. series and stuff then uh, that's good at the end of the day so yeah. we'll see um they are only developing at the moment so it, it may not make it to full series it's not got an official pickup yet but it is mm-hmm. in the works so we'll let you know if that gets picked up by amazon lastly that I, <laughs> this was a story i just thought it was quite ingenious <laughs> actually um obviously the premier league is due to come back on what date wednesday wednesday yeah. so there's two games on Wednesday and then the rest Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so. so the Premier League is due to come back. When that turns up, obviously they're not going to have crowds in the stands, which rather deadens the atmosphere of the game. So to fill out the stadium, Sky have turned to EA Sports FIFA and what they've agreed is that they will take the EA Sports crowd noises, which are, are were recorded at matches, to be specific to each team in the Premier League. And because they obviously have that they've asked if they can take the virtual atmosphere noise from the fifa games and add it 
onto the live broadcast. Now, this will be a toggleable option, so you can actually turn it off if it annoys you. If you decide you don't want that and you just want to hear it as is, that's fine. It's a virtual atmosphere. You'll be able to toggle it on and off. You'll be able to either put it on with the commentators or without the commentators. The commentators are obviously aren't virtual. They are going to be just the normal commentators for it. So um, I think this is quite a clever idea of being able to make it sound like it's yeah there are more fans there than there actually are which is zero fans at the moment yeah this is an interesting idea uh, I don't actually watch with the commentary I watch with um, Mark Goldbridge from United Stand he does these watch along uh, right. videos the, the, the thing is because sometimes the feed is either two minutes in front or two minutes behind I have to sync the YouTube live video up with the, with the <laughs> game and that I'm, I make it so that basically the, the game is like two or three seconds in front so if I see a goal or something uh, Mark will react right, like a few seconds yeah. later or whatever because you don't want it the other way around as well because let's say we're approaching the box or something he goes oh we've scored and you haven't seen the goal yet yeah, no, you want you it to be the opposite way around yeah. yeah so this isn't something I need specifically because I watch it in basically a different way but uh, for those that are going to be watching on the TV normally without any of the other uh, other stuff that I mentioned uh, it's, a, it's a good option as well it'd be interesting to see what kind of difference that makes I suppose because you'll still see the crowd noise you'll still for the most part see because commentary is pretty thorough throughout the game yeah. like you know even simple passes to different players uh, they, they call that out obviously goals or corners or whatever might put the sound up a little bit just to see how this actually plays out it's not going to be something I use like I said but uh, I, I'm interested to see what it sounds like so yeah. uh, we'll see uh, yeah it comes back on uh, Wednesday there's two teams that had games in hand basically I think it's Arsenal and Man City they've got two different teams right. so they're going to be playing on Wednesday we've got Tottenham on the Friday so same day as last of us two so I'm going to have a busy Friday 19th um, yes but uh, yeah we come back on the, the Friday against Tottenham and then there's games on uh, Saturday and Sunday but yeah I'm excited to have football back you know it's been a long time it's going to be interesting now as well because usually it would have been the other way around where you finish the season you have a few months break the transfer window opens players come and go whatever and then the season starts whereas this time it's sort of been a break with nothing because the, the transfer window wasn't open and then football's going to come back the transfer window will be open at the same time the player contracts are being sorted out and then the, this current season will go straight into the new season so it, it'll be uh, a bit different but uh, yeah even you know, I've even missed like you know moaning at the players for, for uh, <laughs> missing shots and stuff but uh, no it'll be, it'll be good to have it back on Friday yeah so. yeah that'll be good um, so that's all the news we've got for this week let's move on to the highlights for next week on TV So highlights for next week, we have The Great Coming to Stars Play, which is a uh, satirical comedy about the rise of uh, Catherine the Great from outsider to the longest reigning female ruler of Russia's history. So yeah, that looks like it could be quite good fun, but that's coming to Stars Play on the 18th of June. You've got season two of The Order, which is that series about a secret society filled with sorcery and monsters in the middle of an underground battle between the magical dark arts and werewolves. That's coming on the 18th to Netflix. Also on the 19th, you have The Sinner Season 3, which is starting. And uh, on the 19th as well, you have My Brilliant Friend, the second season of the HBO foreign language series that is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 19th at 9pm. Then uh, Season 2 of The Politician, that's starting on the 19th of June on... That's been quick. Yeah, I thought that as well. The turnaround on that seems to have been very, very fast. Um, Yeah. I remember it pretty recently the first season yeah it wasn't so. that long ago um, so uh, mm. yeah season 2 of The Politician that's the Ryan Murphy series that starts on the 19th of June um, he's a busy guy isn't he uh, yes yes Ryan yeah, Murphy yeah. is two, a very two American horror story shows uh, he's got um, what was that Hollywood yes Hollywood's one of his as that, well The Politician um, um, there's a bunch of stuff yeah yeah so, there's a, there's a huge the, stack of things the new Greg Berlanti <laughs> yes yes him and Greg Berlanti between them make such a ridiculous amount of shows it's intriguing yeah. but um, yeah Politician Season 2, 19th of June on Netflix for that. Then coming to Sky Atlantic on the 22nd of June, you have the new Perry Mason series, which is a, a reboot of the classic TV series with Matthew Reese in the lead role. I'm quite looking forward to that. It look, looks like it will be quite good. Roswell New Mexico Season 1 coming to ITV2, was mentioned earlier. That's on the 22nd of June at 8pm. And Insecure returns for a full season on Sky Comedy. That's the 23rd of June at 9pm. You can watch that. I need to watch that. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I seen, have you seen any of that? No, I haven't watched it either. That's a HBO show, isn't it? Or is it yes, FX? It's, I think it's a HBO oh, I'm thinking show. It poses the FX one that I'm yes, thinking of. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a HBO show. Um, mm-hmm. So that's everything we have for this week. Uh, if they want to find out more about you, where can they find you, Matt? EntertainmentTalk.org is where you can find all the podcasts. Uh, Classic Review Season 4 is happening at the moment. It, uh, for those of you who haven't seen or don't know or whatever, uh, it's a full Jim Carrey season. Uh, I explained why <laughs> in the, the, the little preview podcast I did, but uh, that's all been created, edited, scheduled, all of that. So uh, it's just going to keep coming out midday on Wednesdays. Uh, the first episode, season four, episode one, and the preview is out. Uh, so yeah, I really, really like that. That was a, that was a really good experience to uh, to go and do that. So you can check that out, uh, as well as other podcasts as well that we've, we've been doing. Uh, Twitter, eTalk UK, if you want to keep up to date with us on social media and stuff like that, or come and say hi, that's perfectly fine for you to do as well. Friday 19th of June is going to be, be a busy one. Uh, football with Last of Us 2, Cinema Season 3, uh, all those things I'm interested yeah. in. So, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, good week. Yes, very much so. So, uh, as well as Matt, if you want to go and follow some other team members, you can find Bex over on Twitch TV. So that's uh, Twitch.tv or Twitch.com forward slash Trista Bites with a Y. Um, she's streaming pretty much every day, Monday to Wednesday at one and eight p.m. on various evenings. So go and check her out. For us, of course, you can go to visit the website at Geekdown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geekdown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geekdown on twitter or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geekdown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geekdown and on instagram at geekdown uk everybody stay safe keep washing your hands be very careful if you're venturing outside now that the shops have reopened uh, make sure you wear a mask or some sort of face covering and we will see you next week bye 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 When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.